Hello, this is Deborah Anderson, the Black Woman Animator, coming back to you with another video. And in this video, I have Frangela, and we're gonna be talking about Hey Mona. So, <laughs> welcome. Thank you for having us. Thank can you, you. Can you all introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Francis Callier, and I'm Angela V. Shelton, and we are Frangela. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> so, my first question: How did you all come together as a duo? And maybe even more importantly, how have you not broken up like every other girl group in the world? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because you know what happened was I started at Second City at in high school in Chicago, mm -hmm. and fell in love with improvisation, and then Angela started Second City in Detroit. 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 That's where I'm from. Oh, are you? Where? Where's from Detroit? I'm from the East Side, casual Mac. Oh, uh, okay. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm West Side. I'm West Side. Uh, it's gonna be rough. My, gonna my, be rough. my sister from the West Side, so it's cool. I know we don't actually. It's not actually a thing inside of the city. It really isn't a thing. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was in the first cast of the second city, Detroit, which uh, isn't there, and then I went on to the others. Mm-hmm. And so we met at Second City in Chicago. Angela used to live, she moved in the building that I was living in. There was a bunch of people who worked at Second City who lived in this building. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was kind of like one of those, like you'd see people up and down on the streets, right? right. You know, and on the stairs. And so Angela moved in uh, above me and we met on the stairs, kind of. We, we, we knew each other in passing at Second City, but she was like, you want to see a movie? And I was like, I want to see a movie. We sat down, we, we made a date, went to go see a movie. The lights went down. We started talking and we haven't stopped since, Deborah. That is yep. awesome. And that, so it's the thing at Second City, there were only, and that was a lot for Second City, actually. There were what, five black people? Yeah, spread yeah, out at the time. The, at the time, the business theater, five or am I right? Yeah. Or six? Um, and that's that was that and, was and a veritable. I, that was a mob scene for Second City. So exactly, exactly. And I, and I'm I'm married to one of those six. So mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. you know it's it's a slim. It's slim. It was slim in those days. It was the nineties, right. Deborah. Yes. And so um. We and had so, just desegregation had just happened. Just happened. Just <laughs> just happened. happened. And just I remember happened. we was we was at the church and I said, let's go improvise. Yes. And so we went and we improvised. It was wonderful. <laughs> no, yeah, it feels that way sometimes. Yes. I mean sometimes like even in the animation industry, it was it's like you can still have depending on where you are, you can still have that story. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then you know exactly. all these articles like the first person to ever do like we still have a first in 2022. So yeah, I know. Absolutely. And often they're not the first. You know, it's just that they nobody recognizes that there was a black person who did it 20 years ago. You know, right, right. Facts. <laughs> and so, um, how have y'all stood the test of time? <laughs> you know what? I think because we both really love what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, you know, I think that if you put the work first yeah, and not your feelings, not, you know, uh, personal issues, mm -hmm. not, not, not personalities, mm -hmm. you know, you know, I think that when you put, if you put the work first, then the work will be represented. Mm 
Yeah. I think and maybe... I think that, that that it is a job that like that yeah. like you you know the job part of it. You know, we're all we're theater. We you know second city started in theater and and in theater, you know, on time is late. You know, like, you know, you're supposed to be ready to go when you get there. Like there's just we I really firmly believe we could be shot and we would walk on the stage because we're supposed to be on stage. Yeah. You know, we're like trying. that's why I understand what happened with Chris Rock. When he got smacked, no, you just people like he just went right back there. I was like, that's because that's what you do when you're a performer. You perform. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so that's that's the thing. Like the bonus is the friendship. You know, yeah. the bonus is having this relationship with somebody and not just working with them. And yeah. not everybody has that. Mm -hmm. And that has facilitated the work in a number of amazing ways. But like that's you know, like other people when they do stand up or whatever, they're alone and it must I can only it must be very lonely, <laughs> you know, well, on you the know road what? and all that. And here's the thing. The reality is you can look at any group and it's not just women. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is, you know, you can look at Bon Jovi. You can look <laughs> at the Rolling Stones. You can look at anybody who's been together over 25 years. They all have personality conflicts. They all have group dynamic issues. You're going to, if you're married to somebody for 20 years, there's going to be a lot of things that have gone under the water, you know, mm -hmm. under the bridge, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So the reality is, is that I think what people do and need to do to stay together is recognize what is good and focus on what is good. Mm -hmm. yeah. And stay I, you know, out I, of complaint, yeah. stay out of, stay out of, you know, because here's the thing, people are who they are. Yeah. But I think more than that, I mean, I don't think we've had a lot of that. Like the reality no. is, it's not, you know, but yeah, but like the that, reality is that, that when you love somebody and care about them, that helps everything, you know, and you remember yeah. that, mm -hmm. then, then, then that's the thing. Um, but I think I, I reminded of this interview I saw with what's his name from Bon Jovi. And he was literally saying, they were like, why have, you know, cause one of their members, they had an issue. It was saying publicly he had some issue or he didn't like something. He was like, look, the band is called Bon Jovi. Mm -hmm. And that's done very well for me. I'm not confused about my role in the band called Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi has made me who I am and I'm okay. And I, that's what I signed on for. This is called Frangela. Yeah. Right. So it's about us. Mm -hmm. It's not about other people. And that's something that you, as, as I think as particularly as black women, that I would say the greatest thing that we've had to deal with is people appreciating that at first, but then immediately trying to change it. Mm -hmm. So I would say the thing that we've dealt with more than anything internal is every meeting we have, every time we have an opportunity outside of quite frankly, Hey Moni, mm -hmm. um, and and maybe one or two other things I'm not thinking of at this moment, but like the reality is that you get in the room, you get in the meeting, people brought you there because they think you're amazing. They're like, oh my God, the way you guys play off each other, all the stuff you know that you work at, that you, you know, that are important to you. You're such a dynamic team. And so you finish with other sentences and it's seamless and it's all this. Have you thought about how I'm um, also adding a white guy? Like that is like the first every thing meeting. Every do. meeting. Because they cannot be not included. <laughs> Uh, they can't perceive of a world in which black women have agency mm -hmm. without uh, being promoted and supported by a white voice in the room. Yeah. And every time they say it, they say it like they're the first person to think of it. They're like, have you, wait, 
have you thought about high neck? Also adding in like a, a white woman. And what we guy. generally say, you know, either one. The the what we generally say is when Abbott and Costello walked in the room, did anybody go, have you thought about adding anything? Right. You know, <laughs> or Martin <laughs> and Lewis or the Smother Brothers or anybody. They, they don't Shirley. do it to men. Because you, know, have you, like, have you noticed in the uh, in the commercials now that they have more diversity, it's not black couples, it's not Asian couples, it's not Hispanic couples, it's somebody with a white person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's progress. That's progress. <laughs> and I'm and I'm, I'm here for that representation too, mm-hmm. because yeah, we love in all kinds of ways. Yeah. But the reality is, is that we do have strong black families. Mm-hmm. We do have strong. I I've been in one for twenty six years. Mm-hmm. No, I come the, from we, one. No. Right. To see a special walker. You know? But but That's we don't we don't want to show that. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's it's very it's 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 just it's amazing to me every time it happens. And you'll see if you were ever to be able, be able to be like a fly on the wall in one of these meetings, every time the person says it, our physical we both do this. We both go. We lean back, <laughs> deflate it. Our whole posture deflates, and we're like, yeah, at two, at two. <laughs> and we go, yeah, actually, that has been suggested to us any number of thousands of times. And um, and in and in truth, this was a larger group. This was yeah. a group we started performing together as funny black people. We were improvising with a group of black people from Second City. Mm-hmm. And um, we occasionally had a white guy who we let play with us. And um, but then over time what became clear is that other people were sort of doing other things or not as committed and one day we were like well why don't we just do ours just us and that's what happened and so uh angela was being courted by a bunch of people at the time Mm -hmm. uh you know and uh so she they hired her to create Hey Moni, the character, the character Bible, all the stuff. She did like a bunch of, you know, development with them. And then they were like, well, we, you, we need you to, we need a, someone to play your best friend. And she said, well, how about my best friend? <laughs> so they literally called me on the telephone. We chat we were in a on hotel the phone. Room. We were in a hotel yeah. room. We're just chatting back and forth. And the producer was like, this is fantastic. And that's how Hey Moni was, was cast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the idea for Hey Moni came from this woman um, at what was it called then? Soup to nuts. Soup to nuts. And yeah. um, and but then she somehow I think through being at uh, Just Pereira, the Montreal Comedy Festival thing, she uh, heard about me, and then I got involved with her. And so it's like Francis said, yeah, I wrote the the character of Simone, the that Moni and the character all the other characters and then francis and i from then on we came up with all the show concepts um and outlines and and for other we improvised in the booth and so we had some of the characters who also improvised with us in the booth but many of them you know we also just sort of gave them stuff to say (laughs) you know script um and it went from being a five minute interstitial to its own yeah um cartoon on on bet and oxygen yes so um, based on something you said earlier, um, something that is still an issue today is that diverse projects get greenlit and then in creation of them, the people who greenlight, greenlight them are full of like confusion because they don't understand every single thing or want to make it more relatable. Um, like what are your thoughts on this phenomenon where, like you said, they, get, they take you in the room because of who you are, but then try to change it or 
you know, if there's like a black show, it's like, oh, well, what is this potato salad conversation? We don't get it. Like, instead of asking right. questions, mm -hmm. they want to change it. Well, what happened with us, uh, we went down that road. Uh, what happened was we, uh, everything was great. We were doing this five minute interstitial on oxygen. Everybody at the, at the network loved it. They loved it so much. They wanted it to be 11 minutes. It went and from their 11, flagship show. And they wanted it to be their flagship show. They and they turned it to into New York. Yes. <laughs> to hang out with the CEO of the network. Yes, it was it was beautiful because it started out on a show called X Chromosomes mm -hmm. and then it became it, its own show. And so we and that so that process took five years, right, mm -hmm. of us working, creating, doing episodes, flying to Boston, uh, being in the booth for hours, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. As soon as the show moved over to BET, they decided that they wanted a white guy to write it. And not only did they want a white guy to write it, his name was Sam Cedar. I'm going to say, I, I, I say names. Yeah, you okay? may be familiar with him. <laughs> okay. His name was Sam Cedar. And what they wanted, they called us up and they said, hey, the producer of the show said, we're going to hire this guy to write a show about black women. But what we need you to do is give him the concepts, help him write the, con the the show. And we said, okay, we can be a part of doing what we've always done, but we would like a writing credit. And, and we'd like to get paid in a producer right. credit. And they wouldn't give it to tell us. Tell them what they said, Francis. Tell them what they said when we said that. You, tell them what they said. It. You say it. You say it. Okay, I say it. I say it. They said they didn't want to offend him by asking him They did him not to want credit. to offend him. Let that sink in. The show that we've built. For right? five it's years. Cool to offend it, it's cool to offend y'all. It's cool to offend y'all. How could we possibly five be offended? Years. We should just be happy to be there. And be clear to tell Sam Cedar's entire history here. We had created a Latino character. Um, and uh, we, we had, we hired, Luis, a, this is gonna break, yep. blow your mind, a Latino to play. It was crazy. Um, and a very talented improviser from Second City, Martin Garcia, who was wonderful. And unbeknownst to us, somehow they decided amongst themselves that he they didn't want to use him anymore, and they hired Sam Cedar to replace him. Sam Cedar, who is not Latina. And we were like, just sort of showed up to the show, like, wait, what? How'd this yeah. happen? Then we find out that this whole other issue is going on behind the scenes. Yes. So what the white guy was able to do was to walk into a black woman's show that had been going for five years, had award winning, had gone from a five minute interstitial to an 11 minute interstitial on to its two own TV networks. shows, on, on two, two networks. networks. And then he, he took over the Latino role and then decided to take over the show and they let him. And, and then, then there was somebody we else told, they ended up hiring, right? Yeah, and then we were told, yes, it was another woman too. Yeah, that, no, that another was guy, that. another guy. Yeah. And they ended up settling we, on a guy that wasn't Sam. Sam. Yeah. And so we, yeah. And so finally. It's what destroyed what we, the show. It's what destroyed the show because we internally decided if you're not going to pay us, mm -hmm. if you don't want to value us, mm -hmm. if you can look at us after five years and turn your back on black talent. If you can look at us and say, I'm not going to pay you. I'm not going to give you the credit. I, in fact, shut up and let this white guy 
get every bit of credit that of work He's never that done anything doing. He's this. never yeah. done. Just walked up in here. I said, and excuse my language, not with these nigga hands. That's actually what she said. But but the point is because it was just it was so unfathomable. I remember that they even tried. What was really funny was that we decided we said absolutely not. So we'll we'll wait to get the scripts and be that's voice right. talent if that's what we are. So they if sent the script for the first record. It was bad. But they're, this is what's really funny. They had so little respect for us. They had so little. And by they, I mean Dorothea. Um, I can't remember her last name. Gillum. 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 Dorothea, Dorothea Gillum. Gillum. Had so little respect for us that she really thought that we were dumb enough to get the scripts and then improvise when we got them. Mm-hmm. And of so course, which, which is writing. Right. Right. Which is write, write, write the scripts and make better, which we didn't do. We read the lines because we didn't want to offend the writer. And so she then was like, then she had this, remember we had that meeting that they were wanted to call yeah. a rehearsal? Yeah. And so we're on the phone rehearsing and we're reading the lines and she goes, hey, all nervous and anxious in her voice. She's all like, hey, um, I thought maybe you guys would, you know, you, you, you'd want to play, play with it more. And we went, oh, no, Mm-mm. we would never, ever, ever do anything to disrespect the writing work of this writer. <laughs> that would be wrong. And that, and that was show. really, they killed the show because it was bad, as show. one could imagine. It was bad, yeah. it wasn't fun, it wasn't good. And that, and we, and it was like, that was fine because at that point we're like, we're gonna get what we can get out of this at this point, which is just the check for voiceover work, which was heartbreaking, yeah. you know? Um, because, and I think today when people ask, why isn't Hey Money in a Box set or why hasn't it been reissued? It's because all those many years ago, the one, one of the things that we snuck in is my mama's a lawyer and she did our contracts. And she put in there and they didn't pay attention because normally these kind of shows don't do residuals, but my mother got us residuals into that contract. And mm-hmm. I believe that that is why you're not mm-hmm. seeing that you'll, it would require you'll never them, see it. Yeah, that, that it would require them paying us. We had to go to the, we had to file a, a complaint with the um, National, National Labor, Review, Labor Board Review Board to yep. get our residuals from BET and um, Oxygen in the Oxygen. first place. We ended up having to fly, file a complaint against them to get that. Money. And it was over ten thousand dollars. It was a lot of money, but, but but not for two networks. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it was exactly. like the I mean, it, was, it was a lot of money to to people, yeah. not to the networks. Yeah. You and know? we had we literally had to go to the National Labor Review Board because they were in collusion with AFTRA mm. to keep us from getting. The AFTRA vice president literally told us directly, "We'd rather not pursue this money for you because we have a lot of contracts we're trying to do with them," which is collusion and wrong and illegal. And so we filed a complaint and we won and got our and got the residuals but that is why you will never see and we've never told anybody this This is exclusive for you because we love you and you're amazing yes yes this is this is we're here to tell the dirt the dirt on it and here's the thing i'm done carrying other people's lies for them i'm done (laughs) yep meanwhile you can see home movies they continuously show that show the guy they pay him and i know they pay him and, and I know Pat, they pay him. They pay him. You you see that voice talent? He's now on Archer. He's everywhere. They will not support black talent. And, and I say that to that BET. Yes, and Oxygen and Soup to Nuts or wherever they are now. Wherever, Elastic. Yeah, wherever De- Deborah Gillum is now, that these are people who really, really are, are fetters. To a to an old feudal society, they they, they are a feudal society. <laughs> they I've I've heard that exact same writing predicament in the past year or two. Yeah, yep. Because it's what they do. 
Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, the history of, of every other population making, um, generating wealth and prosperity yeah. off of black people's in, black people's labor is not new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know you um, Fox it's, it's, did it. The WB did it. It's as American as apple pie. That's right. That's right. It's we are going to build off of your labor, build off of your talent. And here's the thing. Then question your abilities. Then question your abilities. And here's the thing. We loved it. We loved it. We loved it so much. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, and it was heartbreaking. I didn't want to be, you know, it's, you know what? It's, it's like turning your back on a child. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that you've nurtured that you've built. That's right. And then you have to say, no, okay. I'm, I'm no longer going to feed this. Yeah. That's it's, it's, you you put your own creativity in hospice, you know, like, it's like, it's, it's, it, it really was a hard decision. And I know we, we, and we tormented over that choice. Like yeah. we had significant conversations about, and I remember even going through the whole, well, what is this about maintaining a professional relationship? But the truth was we'd been in that pro- professional relationship for five years and they'd never used us for anything else. They right. didn't, they'd done with all their other talent. And in fact, that was a part of their selling gig, you know, but, but that's, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you, you know, if you don't value you, it's the no, you know, that's, there's nothing yeah. left, you know, what are you yeah. doing? So yeah. it's, it's as hard as it is. Sometimes, a lot of times I think we as black people in this, in any of the industry probably have to walk away from our own creative babies, you know? Yeah. So um, a lot of people say that it was uh, ahead of its time. What do y'all think about that? Yeah, um, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Black anime, I mean, that aren't just characters on somebody else's show. Right. And that yeah. that that are black authentically without like like I think of like we had this whole we had an episode where I um uh Francis straight use straightens my hair. Yeah. My character's hair, Yvette straightens Moni's hair. And it's one of my favorite episodes because it's I realize I didn't realize it till I having watched it a few times, how many things and, and having friends who were white or, you know, or, or other ethnicities, like, no, they were white. Um, tell me, there are things that you say that you don't even think about, like whether right. you're talking about, you know what I mean? Like the way we talk about ourselves and our hair, mm-hmm. or I remember talking about like, you know, I got itch it, itch it. Like there's just things that you say that are just not, they're not even slang in, you know what I mean? They're just the way that we, it's yeah. a cultural thing and I don't even pick it out. And like, we were just authentically who we, these characters without worrying about, what it meant to anyone else, you know, and entertaining. We entertained ourselves. Ourselves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? that, was a, that was the thing. It had to be funny to us. Mm-hmm. And it had to be fun to us. And so, and that's what, you know, what we wanted. And I think that we created in that booth and it was so much fun. And, and there you know, are characters and, that we compromised on. Yeah. You know, like I wouldn't have had, what's his name? Brendan's character, probably. Yeah. But like, that was a character that they wanted. And I was like, okay, we can well, make that fun. They, fun love, with they him. love yeah. that talent. It was a fun yeah. character. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's a talented guy. And I liked him. But like, it's, but there was no, and there was never up until they decided to give credit to the work to the, to this white guy, which actually we found out later because oxygen didn't, wasn't, you couldn't get oxygen everywhere mm-hmm. for a long yeah. time. Like, and in fact, it was in New York, but you couldn't get it in New York, which I always thought was crazy. So the people who worked there couldn't watch it. Um, they apparently were giving writing credit to him way before we knew uh, that there was any writing credit being given at all in the credit. Yeah, because we couldn't get the show. 
we so were we doing even, the show and couldn't get couldn't get it so we didn't even know so um but uh even at that point basically you get to this point where you look at the whole thing and you're like i, I don't even know where i was going with that but because <laughs> then i got caught up in that memory yeah but yeah, yeah we basically had to figure out a way to make that work and we did mm -hmm. and we had a lot of fun with it we made ourselves laugh and entertain ourselves and we were never told a topic wasn't um, big, you know, it didn't, they didn't say, make this more accessible to other people. Mm -hmm. No. Up until I, they said it was no longer our labor. Right. Something that I, I saw uh, in my research was people said y'all were insecure before insecure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were. Absolutely. Yeah. That episode is what I think of all the time. That's what, it's one of the things I think of with, I mean, that's, it's amazing show. She's amazing. All of that. But the yes. truth is we, we were there like, and I'm not even sure that we're the first people, maybe in animation, but you right. know, um, but yeah. we were there being that whole episode is about her insecurity. Like, she's like, I don't know what to do about my hair. My hair looks bad. She comes into work with barrettes and all this trying to make <laughs> yeah. it be something, yeah, make it you right. know, and then she had and a meeting schedule <laughs> and it's yes. all that, and you know what all that is. And it's like, and so I think that, that we, we were there dealing with that without, without getting that attention, mm. you know? And 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 it was and it was a lot of fun and it is a and it is a huge shame that it they is have, a shame that, that and they should be they should be ashamed of themselves ashamed um, yeah Dorothea especially I think mm -hmm. um, but, one of the most racist here's the thing it's one of the most racist yeah. things I've ever experienced in my life mm -hmm. I'm, in I'm my including life. people who just straight up called me nigger on the street like I'm including yep. that. That me didn't too. hurt as much. Me that too. was actually kind of like what? <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah, no, no, no. Um, you expect it on the street. You don't expect it at yeah. your job like that, right? No. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the more amazing. I mean, from the head of um, uh, was it Lifetime? What was it? Oxygen? What was that woman? You said um, I'm not gonna. I didn't just fall off a chicken shack. Chicken shack. That lady. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. who that was. Yeah. yeah these yeah, conversations yeah. got here. I'm yeah. not gonna lie to you, Deborah. These, yeah. these conversations. You know what? They, they you know what? Weird. You know what? It was the beginning of my, you know, inner uh, black woman waking up, going, mm -hmm. "You can't treat me like this. You mm -hmm. can't treat me like you're not going to treat us like this." You get to a I point mean, where you're like, "All I gotta do is pay taxes, stay black, and die." So fuck you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's you. That's the, if you're not on that list, you can. You don't have anything to count on from me. No. <laughs> like, right. like. What you gonna do? <laughs> Who's gonna with me, boo? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. What do you got to threaten me with besides what yeah. you've already done? That's right. And what you're doing, which is, yeah. which is, at the end of the day, you know, you know, a, 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 in in retrospect, you go, wow, wow, racism is that thick. It's that mm -hmm. thick that you will take a show that is surviving and doing well, thriving thriving no yes. other show you have has gone to another network or got extended <laughs> longer it's never happened to you before but it was it was just it was just too much to have black women at the head yeah it was just too much it, the concept was just mind-blowing I, I mean we have examples as, as everyone unsadly does in their careers of of equally of, of of offensive things but in terms of our creative energy and our labor and something that was of us 
Right. You know, it's one thing to get treated mm-hmm. badly and was successful by the because of you. And, six, and thank you very much for that. Um, because of that, that's a whole different kind of that. That's like the a searing hot iron of history in your chest. You know, yeah. that's where you. That's the one that really stinks. It's like I can tell you about VH1 and their bullshit treatment of us um, from you know a whole from what's it called uh, the, the week. The funny oh, best, best week day, ever, best week ever, and 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 shit they pulled. I could tell you about a bunch of different situations, and you'd be like, oh my god. And sometimes we'd be like, yeah, girl, I know we've had. I've heard this. I've heard this. <laughs> but the hey money thing is the one that because when people ask about it, and they're right, what it should be back. It should. You should at the very least be able to see these episodes now. Like like it's it's it is yeah. hard because it's like they they took something that was successful and good and killed it because it didn't have white guy making enough getting enough kudos right. off of it or any and they took it like here's the thing they didn't just take it from us they took it, they from, took it from everybody yes they took it, they from, took us. it from everybody mm-hmm. they took away the representation completely yeah the dynamic is so interesting because even on a, like a smaller level with me um i you know played basketball and i had to stop playing basketball i felt like susan b anthony every time i that i've been playing <laughs> guys every ever since yeah. i graduated from high school and it, it kind of sounds similar to like I would be checking a guy, he would never score, and then some random guy, black or white, would want to switch with me, and then that's the first time the person scored, and it was like, if I was locking him down, why yeah. did he want to switch? Like, was I not successful at, like, playing defense? And so this, yeah. like, view of women where it's just like, you're doing it wrong even when you're doing it right. Like, yes. Yeah, like, even it's, when it's, you're successful. Exactly. Even that's when it's successful. Problem. That yeah. was the problem, is that you that were successful. The they had to prove yeah. that you weren't good. That, that they it could wasn't do it because too. of the two black women. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's do this version, and then it'll still be successful. Yes. Uh, but, yeah. it but it wasn't. But it wasn't. <laughs> because they weren't you, and they didn't have your game. Like, and that's, I mean, and it's just we got the magic. That's what yeah. I'm saying. And especially, like, this is the thing. I know right now of a white man um, who is being considered, like, the uh, a huge director in, in Latino, upcoming Latino films. He can't speak a word of Spanish or any other, like, doesn't, like, doesn't. And it's, like, it's, it's you know, white men are allowed at, to be the helm of and to, to be the creative force behind any project they so choose because they have the ability to see into all and experience all. But we can only get hired on projects that are black women oriented, if at, which means none, um, or, <laughs> or that are very specific, that for one thing, very like, and, and then they're reluctant because of course we don't, we, we, it, it's, it's one of those things that I find the most fascinating like Jimmy Kimmel does that bit where he, it's a bit from years ago, but it's his, you know, people laughed hysterically. I thought it was amazing where, you know, they'd have the gas pumps start talking to people. Mm-hmm. And so I remember this black couple, this is years ago, right? They had a black couple there getting their pound. They start talking to them and then they start playing Bon Jovi and they, they get out and they start singing and dancing and they know every word. And what you saw was all this amazement from white people. Like these black people know Bon Jovi. I'm like, bitch, we grew up in the same damn culture. Of course we know who the fuck Bon Jovi is. You just don't know who Wyclef is. Like that's the, di- like that's the, that's but, the thing. Like, but speaking of that, when I was doing my research, it was funny to see on like Twitter where People who knew Hey Moni also knew Dr. Katz and Home Movies, but people who knew Home Movies did. and Dr. Katz were like, Didn't know this hey looks Moni. like Home, home Movies. Like yes. they're making the realization like, so are we, are, we, are we that separate where you didn't know what Hey Moni was when Dr. Katz and Home Movies was out? On the and same, it's because they is, are. 
that's because that's that they 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 can co-opt and and the dominant culture but we and we are in the dominant culture it's like you, we you know we we're allowed to listen to every radio station now right so a number one ears. song to you is a number one song that we know about too you just don't go to the chart that you're told not to go to because they very clearly labeled for it to being not of your interest mm -hmm. and because we can talk about algorithms now with young people how you know the minute your child is born and you start putting them in front of a device an algorithm develops and the and and trying to teach them to be curious beyond that so that they learn yeah. about things other than the first thing they're attracted to but the reality is we've always had an algorithm in this country called whiteness and that anything Thing that outside of that they are not they have zero they're not in curiosity is something you teach you know and it's not a it can be a natural quality but i'm saying but you teach curiosity and people don't we have sat in meetings within the last this wasn't that long ago five years where we have said to it educated i would say fairly woke if you will white folk and had to who didn't know there was a black national anthem yeah, or a song that we refer that was referred to as that, and thought we were making it up and making fun Even of it. Even when it started being played at the NFL, like the, all the comments was like they created. I'm like, this has been a thing for decades. We for didn't decades, just create forever. this. I mean, and we, we started singing it in a meeting, and all the black people started singing. And well, the girl, two I others. Tell you, the other two black people started singing, and who were and brother girl, and sister. You want to see white people freak out? When you They're black like, people say, when you say black national anthem and black people start singing, lift every, lift every voice, voice and sing. sing oh, they were like, they, they were like, they the lost it. They were they like, just, what is happening? That's, that's in the last five years. That's not a deep cut. Like, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's so, but that is because that, that we have, of course, are fully educated in whiteness. Everyone mm -hmm. in this country is, perhaps the world, I don't know, but fully educated in it. And mm -hmm. so when they're like, you know who Tony Basil is? Or what? like, you're like, of course the fuck I know who that, that was like number one song. How would I not know? You people don't even have rhythm, whatever. Like, it's like, so, it, you know, but they don't know. No, they I'm don't know anything it. about about our culture. And so and that's it's so the, interesting, it, you know. That's how it's reversed where we can only do black stuff, but we actually know about everything and they can do everything, but they only know about this stuff. That's yeah. right. We have to, they have to get you in there to explain it to them. I mean, we have been, and I think this is why we haven't been back on this one, this one production company, but brought in, you know, script uh, punch up, which when they bring in black people, particularly if you're a black woman, what they really mean is, could you black woman it up? Because we've got yes. white guys writing this black woman rom-com. Mm -hmm. And I remember one in particular, the script was completely detestable. Um, the concept was like, I was, we were both like, we're sitting there reading it. We're like, who's this for? Because mm -hmm. it's offensive yeah, uh, to black women, to me, these black women. I mean, I guess there's some that might not be offended by it, but I, 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 you know, okay. I don't know if that's a great number enough for you to, you know, justify, I don't know how much your ticket sales going to be. Um, but, you know, Candace, what's her name? She'll go to it. But after that, I don't know who's available. Um, like, and they were like, oh, we were like, yeah, we can't really punch this up. You don't, you shouldn't have done it in the first place. <laughs> like, it's like, but they, but they're okay with that. They'll sit there and invest thousands of dollars, probably tens of thousands of dollars in the writing and get all these things together. They will invest money in constant failure. Like, like that's right. if you think of Nike, yep. like if, if you think of any entrepreneurship, like white people can fail for five years. That's right. And you then can fail make a profit. Up. Yeah, that's right. But if we, we it, if we get an investment, we have to make a profit in a year. That's right. That's right. And then they go, like, it, yep. 
we call it failing up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The opportunity to because it, it what well, that's the world that learning. was wrong, not the that's project. Right. That's right. That's called <laughs> learning for white people. For black people, you get one opportunity to that try. they fuck around with. That they fuck yes. around with too. It's not a fair opportunity. You get less resources, more intervention. Everything gets questioned. Everything gets you know. They gotta attach people to it. I remember we've had projects where I didn't know that there were producers on it till I saw the credits, and I was like, "Who's this? Who are these three people?" And they're like, "Oh, they're producers." I'm like, "How would?" I- I'm a producer. How do I, I'm a creator. How do I not know that? Like, it's, it's just, it's constant. You're constantly having to deal with that. There's been this resurgence of like animation's not for kids in the past several years. And I think Hey Moni, along with other Soup to Nuts cartoons contributed to that in the early 2000s. What do you feel like the medium of animation allowed in telling the stories? I love animation. Mm-hmm. I am. I will watch everything from kids shows to Rick and Morty mm-hmm. to, you know, to everything. I watch everything. And my husband and I, we just love it. And I just love animation because it's freeing. Um, and I want to see more black characters, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see more, more black representation animators. and more, more black yeah. animators and more black artists and more black writers and more black producers um, and, and more black people. And and, and, and and this is what I would love to see the industry get away from. Mm-hmm. The white guy who brings in the, the black whisperer. You know what I mean? And then we come in and whisper in his ear and then he gets the credit. Right. And we all we keep getting told that if we do enough of these, we'll be the we'll get the credit eventually. We'll get the but credit one day. The credit. You're never gonna get no. the credit. Um and free if they game, don't give it to you. Game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's it just, you know, if if you don't get it at the get go, you're not going to work up to it. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing that we've learned about any project. Yes. You if, if I had advice for anyone, it would be you aren't going to work up to the respect. If they don't give you the credit and the respect in the first contract they hand you, you're not going to negotiate up to it or work That's up right. to it after proving yourself. If yes. you, you have to make a decision right then on what you're willing to put up with and what you're not. Mm-hmm. And, and I can only say that in my experience, you, you know, that I wish I could tell you that saying no to something means that, you know, the whole one door closes, a window opens. I don't, I can't, I can't tell you that for sure. But what I can tell you for sure is that you will sleep better. You will love yourself better and you will create better work from then on because you will stay true to yourself and your, and your voice. And you won't carry around. You won't have to carry around a bunch of stories about times you got dicked over. That's right. And here's the other thing too. People do not ever make you whole on the back end. Never. They will there's never, no such thing as back end. There's no such thing. It's a lie. Get <laughs> it up front. Mirage. If you don't get it up front, you ain't getting it. And let me tell you, Aretha Franklin was right. If you can get it in cash before the show, do it. Carry it in your pocketbook onto the stage. That's <laughs> right. That's right. The queen carried hers. Right up. I bet she had it when she died. Never let that pocketbook down. Have y'all seen Intergalactic on Netflix? No, oh, not yet. It's I don't even know about it. Um, I think it starts, it does start with an E, Intergalactic. Um, it's by Kid Cudi. Oh, yeah. I, did, I haven't heard of this. I didn't even know about it. Okay. Watch I it on Netflix. It. I'm there. 
I'm there. And then what I loved about Into the Spider Verse was like, even, oh, it's like wonderful. him singing and not knowing the words. And then like in the in the beginning when he was walking down the street and kept code switching, like like then doing a dap and then hola, like it was just yes. like you like you can tell you can tell when we worked on something. Yes. Because you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's nuanced. No, we know yeah. we can do that. We can yes. do that. No, yes, I, we've yes, we've yes. been we've been translating <laughs> for years. What what they're saying is, yeah, we've been yeah. So I want to thank you for coming on my thank platform you. and allowing you. me to highlight you. Um, I look forward to posting this video. Um, and to everyone out there, I want you to like so I know it's real. Comment and tell me how you feel. Subscribe to Silver Deal and sign up for post notifications to show your zeal. And I'll see you in the next video. Peace.